Hi everyone! I'm so glad to be back behind the microphone. It has been a long time since I've sat down here to record a podcast, but I'm excited to become more consistent. I have this um, promise to myself that I'm going to record and release an episode at least once every other week for the rest of this calendar year. So be on the lookout. I've already got the next five months worth of episodes with every other week in mind uh, planned out. I just have to sit and record the bad boys. Um, but I wanted to start with a little bit of a life update as well as to get into some fun stuff on productivity. So I hope that you're ready for some goodies. Welcome to Milk and Meat, a podcast about the Bible, food, and motherhood. I'm your host, Nina Marie, and I'm very excited for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you're able to gain added skills and tools that you need in order to take control of your health, the health of your family, to eat delicious food that nourishes you, and that you may be conformed to the image of Christ. Let's dig in. So we have moved. Can you believe it? Yes. We left Chicago. And back in October, we packed up. That's a lie. We actually paid someone else to pack up. Well, not pack up, like move. But we, we packed everything up. Someone came. They took all the stuff, loaded it in a big old truck. And we scheduled it to arrive here in Texas when we were going to arrive here in Texas. And we went. we have moved to the DFW area. Um, so let's talk a little bit about why I moved and what's been going on since I moved. I was born and raised in Chicago and I loved living there. It was a wonderful, wonderful city. My family is still there. My husband's family is still there. Um, but we were given an opportunity to create a life that was a little bit more intentional for what we wanted for our family. And not just a reaction to all that is or all that can be. And the last couple of years for everyone has very much been a reaction to what is. And it gave us time to pause in order to not just go with the flow or be tossed to and fro, if that makes sense. But like have a, dig a little bit deeper knowing that things like this can occur, how can we be more intentional um, with our time together with our children as husband and wife, etc. And so uh, last fall, I was in conversations with a company and they were seeking for me to work for them as a nutritional therapy practitioner. And I, I was excited because it was the kind of work that I wanted to do. Um, and as the conversations continued and evolved, um, one of the things that came up was, uh, where do you live? Because it was going to be a fully remote job, um, but you can only have the job if you lived in a state where being a nutritional therapy practitioner was allowed, essentially. So in Chicago, in the state of Illinois, um, being an FNTP you had to like look for loopholes and you couldn't do everything that you were trained to do. Um, 
And then I went on, as you know, to like do more training with restorative wellness solutions. And so I have all of this education around lab testing and going through things like thyroid labs or cardiovascular and all of the things. Um, and I was continuing to further my education when this opportunity came up. But because of where I lived, um, at the end, we weren't. I wasn't going to be able to continue to pursue it. And Bryant and I had already been thinking about leaving. Um, and so this was an opportunity to go. Um, we got here. Things line, didn't line up how we wanted it to be. Um, they ended up putting a pause on their hiring process. Um, so I am not working with the company I was originally planning to work with by moving here. Um, but it did still give me more freedom to work with the clients I want to work with. Living here in the state of Texas, um, I can do more, more freely. And so that was really exciting to be able to move, but also kind of a bummer to not follow through with what I was hoping for. Um, but I know for, without a doubt, I want to serve mothers and I don't want to serve mothers in a conventional model. Um, and then things were changing with Bryant's job as well due to COVID in Chicago. Like there were a ton of things changing with policies and whatnot. And it was just, it was a great opportunity that was set before us. We were able to put our house up for sale and it was sold within a couple of days. It was go time. Um, the way that we found the house that we're renting here now in DFW was also just a provision of God. So we had a friend who had already made the move from Chicago to the DFW area earlier that year. And she was also helping her sister, I believe, look for houses at the same time that we were planning to move to the same area. So she was sharing a bunch of stuff about houses out here we were hoping to buy, but without the job security that I needed. And because it was an independent contractor position, um, that just doesn't work out with home loans right away. You have to have that on your taxes for a couple years beforehand. I'm giving you way too much info. All that to say is, so a friend shared some information about a house that was going to be put up for rent and it hadn't really been up yet, but she, because she had an in, she shared it with us. We were able to contact the owners and it was a house or is a house um, that's just a few minutes away from a church that we were already looking at. So when we knew that we were coming to the area, we started looking up churches in DFW, uh, found a few. We were listening to sermons and whatnot. And then um, this house fell in our laps. We were talking to the owners and it worked out perfectly. Like we were able to apply. They accepted our application. And then it was six minutes away from the church we were looking at. So we knew that like, okay, wonderful. We're going to be in an area um, close to the church, hopefully able to get to know people there, etc. So it has just been like a blessing. The whole the whole process to get here was so smooth. I wish I wish you guys I had the time to tell you the story about when we bought our house in Chicago. That was close to what I would say is a nightmare. <laughs> but here it was so easy. Like everything was so simple. The path was so smooth. We knew that this was our next step um, and we were ready to take it. Um, and the church that we're a part of now will become members next week actually has been such a gift. The people there have been such a gift. We've made wonderful friendships already. Our children have made wonderful friendships. 
um, the it, it's just it has been a gift to us truly I, I have no other like uh, way to describe it especially since we live away from our family like we came here all of our families in Chicago um, so having the relationships that we've been able to build in the last six months so freely and um, easily even has been a gift to us. It was something that we were praying for before we left, that we would be able to become a part of a community quickly, knowing that we were going to be away from others, uh, from our community, essentially. Um, and God answered that with very specific, in very specific ways. He gave us this house. He gave us this local body of believers. And um, it has just, it has been a gift to be a part of what they're doing here in the TFW area. I'm actually in Irving. Um, so it's between Dallas and Fort Worth. Um, and then while I was here, like before we moved, I was already looking, looking into different master's degree programs for clinical nutritionists because I am a forever learner. If you don't already know that about me, I just, I love to learn. And, and part of it isn't just because I love knowledge for the sake of knowledge. It's because I want to work with clients and I want to be the absolute best. Like you are going to be entrusting me with your health and supporting you on your health journey. I want to know my stuff and I, I don't want to make mistakes. I want to dig as deep as possible to help you to get to the root cause of whatever you're dealing with. And so I'm a forever learner. I don't think that it will stop. Um, I love to read books. Um, it's It's been a passion of mine. And so... While we were moving, I was looking at different master's programs and considering enrolling, and there were some scholarship opportunities. But every program that I looked at was not, it just didn't fit. It was similar to when I was looking into nutrition programs before I found the NTA. Um, I, it just, it wasn't for me. And I can tell based on the like syllabus of the types of classes you were going to take. I'm like, that's not what I want to learn. I know what I want to learn. And then I started looking into some different um, naturopathic doctor programs, uh, but they were so long. <laughs> um, many of them, I would have to go back to college and redo some classes because when you get your undergrad degree in biblical sciences, like, or it's a bachelor's of science in biblical studies, I should say, uh, you don't do much chemistry uh, when you're doing a lot of research on like archaeology and manuscripts, right? Um, so looking in the different ND programs, um, there was going to have to be a, it was going to go, it was going to take much more time because I was going to have to go back to undergrad, take some classes or redo some classes. Some of the ones that I did take would not like, they wouldn't allow it to replace some of my life science classes. And so I was just in this little limbo working here. Um, I was still able to keep one of my jobs from Chicago. It came with me. Um, and then because we moved to DFW, the Weston A. Price Foundation Conference was out here near Dallas and a month like after we moved. And I was like, finally, I can go. I don't have to fly anywhere. I just have to drive to the place. Um, and so I was there and I met amazing people for sure but there was obviously this like booth area and I'm about I'm about to take a sip of my water so they had this booth area where different people could like show you what they had one of them was a school 
and it's a school of naturopathy and I was talking to the founder and the program is two years long and the nutrition program in particular is built specifically around Weston A. Price principles in in conjunction with what you learn as a naturopathic doctor and I was like I found it I finally found it and it felt just like when I found the NTA like I was looking and looking and looking and I found it in the most unexpected obscure ways and patience is a virtue and patience pays off because I I for a few times there were a few times where I just like wanted to like pull the trigger and enroll in some other programs whether it was the clinical nutritionist program or other ND programs and I just knew it wasn't for me and so finding this one at the Weston A. Price conference was yet another gift I was able to enroll I was also able to test out of like eighth eight months of work because I had done a ton of it with my TA studies and my studies as a restorative restorative wellness practitioner. So that gave me the chance to just fast forward a little bit. So I should be ending if I stay on track with the progress I gave myself. By the end of this year, 2022, I will be a traditional naturopathic doctor and I'm so excited. I have dreams of opening a physical practice um, and I want in this physical practice to have a collaboration with different types of um, practitioners that work with women in the perinatal time. That's my niche. I work with women who are trying to conceive that are already pregnant or in the postpartum time trying to work on their health and supporting fertility or supporting pregnancy or supporting postpartum recovery. Um, So being able to have a collaboration with different types of practitioners like a pelvic floor therapist or chiropractor, things like that, and even having a kitchen. I have these huge dreams to have like batch cooking lessons because you know I love to teach on cooking. And if you don't know that I love to teach on cooking, you need to go check out Your Sustainable Kitchen. It is an online mini, not mini course, that's a lie. It's an online course that will help you to systematize your kitchen so that you're not frustrated all the time. Um, But I wasn't planning to plug that in. All that to say is I have these dreams about what I want to be or what I want to build as a naturopathic doctor now. Um, And I cannot wait to get there one day. So for now, it's finishing school because again, I want to be the best practitioner possible for when you are working with me so that you know that I'm on your team and I'm digging deep and I hear your questions and we're going to pursue different avenues to ensure that no stone is left unturned. Um, And we've been homeschooling our kiddos. So back in Chicago, we actually had enrolled them in school. uh, And when we found out or decided officially that we were moving, it was like two weeks before they started school. So we were talking with a realtor. We're like, oh, this could take some time. So we kept them in school because I didn't want to like throw too many curveballs at them, but they were only in school for two months before we left. Uh, So we've been homeschooling them since, and that has been such a joy. So Bryant has actually been able to stay home this whole time. It's been six months, a little over, almost seven And he's been able to stay home because my work has been able to carry us. And it has been the most precious gift to have all of this time together as a family. And we, again, we had been thinking about how to create this life that is intentional as a family and not just a reaction to what's going on in the world or even a reaction to our needs, but to live a life in such a way that we're able to 
pour into our children, pour into our marriage, into our family, uh, while also providing for our basic needs and even wants and desires. And so having Bryant home for the last almost seven months has been a gift. He It looks like he's going to be returning to work within the next few weeks. And so I am milking all of this, no pun intended, as much, as much as possible. Um, but because of all of this, we've also been able to spend so much time with people over the last six months. Uh, there have been so many people who are just at the ready to help us to get to know the area, get to know others, become a part of a community. Um, and we were able to skip on a snow-filled winter. I'm telling you, I do not miss Chicago winter. And that was one of the main reasons why leaving was like a possibility or even a desire. Like I've always wanted to leave Chicago winters forever. So, uh, yeah. And we got to enjoy no snow filled winters. There was like some ice a couple times, but that was it. And then I've been able to enjoy daily morning walks. Also part of the reason why I don't miss winter is because I can get outside and it could be a little bit cold. Like I think the lowest I've gone out, it's been in the like low mid twenties, low thirties. Um, but I can still get my walk in. It's not terrible. I make sure my ears are covered, head is covered, you know, and I, and I feel good. I can still get my 10,000 steps. So if you've been following along on Instagram since the beginning of January, my goal has been 10,000 steps a day, but not just a day. We're getting 10K by 10 a.m. So if you want to jump in, my, I'm continuing this challenge, 10,000 steps by 10 o'clock in the morning, wherever you are. Now, Life has been really, really good, and I wanted to share some more stuff with you on productivity. So in the Motherhood Wellness Accelerator, which is my signature group program, we talk a lot, the first few weeks, a lot on time management because when you're working with me and we're building your motherhood wellness plan, we're looking at all the things. We're looking at your stress timeline, and that's going to tell us like what has gone on in your life. And it'll give us an idea on how your body's actually functioning because if you've got chronic stress, your body is not functioning optimally. Uh, I'm pretty sure I did a past episode on stress, so go check that one out if you need some more info. And then we're also looking at mineral levels because minerals are necessary for all the things to occur. And when I give you your motherhood wellness plan, when I give you all of your recommendations, I've heard from many of you, it's really hard to see how this can become part of my life. And so I've been working a lot in the MWA with um, clients to see how we can restructure our lives in such a way that our day-to-day systems actually serve us. Because as moms, we are of service to our family. And it is inherent with as a mother to be of service to your husband or your children. That is one of the um, parts of the nature of being a mom, okay? But if you are having health problems and you're given a to-do list, essentially. So I give lifestyle recommendations, some things that you can do to change your life. I for sure give you dietary recommendations, things to change, even macro calculations for some. You might want to be hitting 100 grams of protein, I'll say, especially if you're pregnant. Um, Or we'll work on different supplements. You might have supplements that your body is really in need of. A lot of my uh, clients, when we get 
their results back from their testing, their stress levels have been so high for so long that their body is, it literally shows like they're burned out and their body cannot function. It's in this frozen like place. So think about the uh, response to stress. You can have the fight or flight response, right? But you can also have a freeze response. Like it's gone on for so long that your body cannot respond to any stressors anymore. And so I'm going to recommend some supplements to help kickstart your body again. Again, supplements are not a forever thing. Um, I view them as something that comes alongside your lifestyle and dietary changes to help speed things up, to help kickstart things, but not forever. It's for a short period of time. We'll have a protocol, etc. But how can you take this thing and implement it into your life, right? And so I've been having a lot of conversations with moms who are struggling with implementation of the plan, and a lot of it has to do with a system in your home. And Uh, They just already feel flustered and frustrated in their home. They already come to the kitchen and they don't know what to do. They don't have a plan. They open the refrigerator. They look inside. They don't know what to do. They close it. They walk away. Or five minutes after your kid just ate, they're asking for food again and you don't know what to give them. And those kinds of things. Because we don't have this system in place in the rest of our life, how can I give you a motherhood wellness plan for you to implement if you don't know what to implement it into and you don't know how to see it as a part of your life already. So I'm going to be sharing some more stuff around productivity and systems and things like that so that you can start making changes now so that when you're ready for your motherhood wellness plan, it's not like this huge shock on trying to figure out your whole life at once or feeling like a failure if you don't know how to implement it or things like that. So we are starting with to-do lists. And I'm going to share with you one, two, three, four, five. I had to count five reasons why to-do lists are trash. Yes, to-do lists are absolute trash. And I will say this, like it can be really helpful in the beginning, but your to-do list cannot be the end of your system. It's not good enough for you. One reason that your to-do list is trash is that you might have too many lists a lot of the moms I have talked to are like, yeah, I might be in the kitchen and I remember something and so I just grabbed the envelope thing and a pen that I had or a napkin or a scrap paper or something and I just wrote stuff down. Or I was in another room and I found some sticky notes and I wrote stuff down. Or I was in this other, like, or I have the notes app on my phone or reminders on my phone and things like that. You have way too many lists and having these things everywhere is trying to make your brain remember things. And that's the exact reason you have a to-do list is so that you don't have to make your brain remember all the things, right? And so having to-do lists and sticky notes everywhere is one of the reasons your to-do list is trash. It's not going to serve you if it's in 10 different places in your home. Another reason a to-do list might be trash is because you don't have one and it's in your brain. So you're trying to keep track of all the things in your mind and mind only. And I heard this wonderful statement. It was said, your mind was made to have ideas, not to hold them. So if you are trying to hold things in your brain, in your mind all the time, trying to remember it all, you're going to forget things. And it's very similar to too many lists. Your brain is like trying to remember all the things. And that is not like, let's be honest, in motherhood, your brain physiologically has changed during pregnancy. It is the very first lesson that I give my students and my clients 
my participants in the Motherhood Wellness Accelerator. We go over the changes of the brain and I guess I'm going to do that as a future episode because it's really important to understand how your brain physiologically changes during pregnancy like things are pulled from it other parts grow and become bigger so that you have this inherent intuition as a mom to be able to understand what's going on with your baby who cannot communicate with you they can't speak to you right and so these like parts of your brain get bigger but that means other parts of your brain are getting smaller and often that's things like you're gonna feel foggy you can't remember you definitely can't multitask anymore like just think about all of the times you're trying to do something and someone comes to talk to you and you're like no 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 no, stop talking i need to finish this i cannot handle both of you at once right so that's what's going on that change occurred because of your pregnancy and the things that happened in pregnancy you're no longer meant at least for a time, we'll put it that way, if, if not indefinitely. Like you can't handle all the things at once. And so having too many lists is a reason that your to-do list is trash and not having one and thinking your brain is capable of just holding it all is another reason that it's trash. A third reason that your to-do list is absolute trash. It's too long. So you've got like 47 different things on it and you scratched off two today and now you feel like a failure because your to-do list is still 35 item, item lines long. It's too long. You cannot have a to-do list that is just never ending. You'll never get through it. You'll just want to throw it away. And there's always the possibility that things that you're missing, like it's on your list, but because it's so long, you're missing th- some things and you're not getting things done that need to get done. You're not prioritizing. Uh, and we're going to get to that. That's another reason why your to-do list is trash. So if it's too long, you're going to miss things, which again makes your brain try to handle too much. Um, you're not going to be able to get through it regularly. Like You only have a certain amount of time each day. Like the, Consider that. How much time do you need to get your stuff done? And then ask yourself, but how much time do you actually have? If your to-do list is long, you likely don't have enough time. And so that's going to bring me to my next reason why your to-do list is absolute trash, is that you don't know how to prioritize. You're not prioritizing your list. It doesn't tell you what to do. And so one of the very first things that I teach the participants in MWA is I ask them to do a brain dump, which is kind of like a to-do list, but we don't stop there because I know that to-do lists on their own are trash. We go through this system by Stephen Covey. It's called First Things First. Uh, I'll see if I can like put it in the show notes. I have to figure that out again. Um, it's a grid system to help you understand what you need to do right now, what are things that you can plan to do later, what are things that you can automate, and then what are things that you can eliminate. So it has to do with importance and urgency and then non-importance and non-urgency. And you use this grid with your brain dump, with your to-do list to prioritize. And so if if you just have this list of things without priorities, then you don't know what to do and what needs to get done. And again, you miss things that need to get done. And I, I will say this, the priority of something can look different depending on your context. One of the the main example that I give, because it's so easy to understand, has to do with grocery shopping. We all have to grocery shop. It is a need. And we have to feed our families, right? Or maybe our spouse is feeding our family. Whoever it is, someone in the home has to feed the family. And 
grocery shopping can be something that needs to be done today because it's both urgent and important. There's nothing in the fridge for us to cook an actual meal. We need to do this today, right? That becomes a do thing. That's a number one priority. But what if it's two days before that happens and you're considering grocery shopping as something that needs to get done? Then it's something that you can plan for if you still have meals for today and tomorrow and the next day, right? Um, If you have enough food in the home for the next few days, then you can plan grocery shopping for tomorrow or the day after that because it's not as urgent today. It is important, it is still a need, but the urgency has decreased depending on your context. The other option is automating grocery shopping. I automate my grocery shopping in two different ways. One, I sit down each week, I come up with like a menu plan for the week, I come up with a grocery list, I scratch off what things I already have at home so I'm not buying things again. This takes me a maximum of 30 minutes. And then I plan my list based on what I don't have and I map out how this is going to look in the stores, which ones are in the aisles, which one are in produce, which ones in milk, eggs, and uh, meat, those kinds of things. So I'm not going back and forth in the store. That's one way that I automate my um, grocery shopping. Like I'm, I make it easy for myself. I'm not, sometimes I go to the grocery store and just buy what I feel like buying, but not always. Cause I don't always have that kind of time. The other way that I automate it is because I have Amazon prime. I get to enjoy free delivery from Amazon fresh or paid delivery from whole foods. Um, or I can order for Whole Foods and have a free pickup and I just got to stop by and grab it. So those are ways that I automate. So you can see how I have the same uh, task, same thing on my to-do lists, but how it is prioritized is dependent on my context. And I want you to see that things have to be prioritized so that you know what needs to get done and can actually get through that to-do list. So that's one reason why your to-do list might be trash. It doesn't prioritize anything and it doesn't tell you what to do or how to do it. And then the final reason that your to-do list might be trash is that it's filled with projects and not really tasks. So if you're listing like home projects or maybe you're a businesswoman, maybe you're an entrepreneur and you've got these projects for work, um, project management, you if you're just putting the name of the project down, like bathroom, I don't know, you're remodeling your bathroom, right? Or maybe it's something like opt-in because you're trying to create a lead magnet for your business, whatever it might be. That is not something that goes on a to-do list. You need to go into those projects and then break down all of the tasks necessary for that project. So this would actually mean that your to-do list is too short um, because you can't really scratch off bathroom if you're remodeling a bathroom or opt-in if you're trying to create an opt-in if you don't know the tasks necessary to complete that one thing. So you might just have a list of projects and not necessarily a list of tasks. And so it's gonna make it really hard to actually scratch stuff off but again this is leading to action items living in your head and not outside of it right so it's making your brain have to think through all of the things necessary to get that thing done and so you're wasting more mental energy the energy that you use to think through things is energy that you don't have to actually do things and this is why people who are anxious actually have less energy 
because their brain is just going and using all of their energy all the time instead of allowing for the body to get things done. And so those are the reasons why your to-do list is not working for you. And it is absolute trash. I don't like to-do lists. It is not something that's going to help you to get stuff done. It's not the end-all be-all. And there are ways to get around this. And if you want, you can join the next Motherhood Wellness Accelerator. We start in June and I will link the wait list if I can figure that out in the show notes for you. Or you can just message me on Instagram at Mama Wheel or email me at ninamarie at mamawheel.org. Um, but something else that you can do to help you really quickly with your large to-do lists is time blocking. And I'm going to be teaching time blocking at some point. But even just telling yourself, I'm going to give myself two hours a day, one hour in the morning, one hour in the afternoon. And that is where you're going to put those priority things. So you, you went through your list and you got your top three priorities on tasks, not projects, to get done. And then you will be able to take that two hours that you gave yourself each day and list those things in the priorities. And then if you've got time left over, work on the things that were not number ones. On the next episode, we are going to be chatting about my recommended must-haves to recover after having a baby and definitely for the person who just gave birth, for the mama who just gave birth, but also considering mamas who are like a year or two years down the line and didn't really spend a lot of time repleting nutrient stores or considering what happened to their body and how to support it. You are going to be learning about what you're going to need to recover after having a baby. And there might be a downloadable freebie in that podcast episode. Again, I am committing to once every other week for the rest of the year. If there is a bonus where I'm going to do a week by week, I'll let you know. But for now, see you in two weeks.